Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi, it's Derek Johnston here, and you're watching the Battle Fever podcast. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. Always good to start with a legend. Good evening. Right. I know talk about you, Paul. Oh, good evening, okay. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and welcome to episode 24 of the Bears Corner. It's obviously international week, so we find it tricky with Rangers content. However, we have two good parts of the show, I would say, that that will make up for that, mate. Joining me this evening, obviously, Mr. Paul Seas. How are we doing, mate? Hola, how are you? Not bad, mate, not bad. Getting there, getting there. Um, we're going to crack on pretty rapidly because we have a guest on who is a fellow bear like us. Um, played for the club, lived the dream. A boy from Drumchapel who does things like this. Wilkins, fine fast running out now for Rangers. Here's John Brown, getting help from Walters. There's Andy Gray! He's made it! The equaliser for Rangers! But at the... Waters with a corner kick. Hopes it helps. Oh, there's Andy Gray! That'll settle it all right! Well, Cooper's corner kick. That goes Richard Garth. This is Wilkins. Alan Ferguson's in trouble. Collins with a header out. Here's Nisbet. A delicate ball back inside. Andy Gray is there! And Rangers are on level terms. Another vital goal from Andy. Oh, you beauty! What a head What a head! Welcome, <laughs> Mr. Andy Gray. How are we doing? Ah, uh, good evening, Scott. Good evening, Paul. How are you guys? Not bad. We're getting there, mate. We're all the better because you're here. Because you've Absolutely. saved the show. 
Absolutely. I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. Hero. And the last two weeks are a bit. I've only saved half of it because you've only got me for 45 minutes. Because the, the national team are playing. We've got to watch Scotland. You know, we, we, have got to, we have got to get a major tournament sooner rather than later. And tonight could be the night. So I can't miss it. So at quarter to, well, quarter to eight, your time, isn't it? Quarter to 11 yes. here in Qatar, I'll be off. Smashing. Listen, we appreciate any time you can give us, Andy. Any time at all. No problem. Um, let's just read out some of your honours throughout your career. Obviously, you started at Clydebank Straws, I know that. Uh, moved to Dundee United, Villa, Wolves, Everton, back to Villa, Notts County on loan. Lived the dream that we all have and still have, even though Paul's about four, but probably 52 <laughs> now, 53 now, mate. <laughs> Love the dream that we still all have. Andy, one Division One title in England, an FA Cup with Everton, two League Cups at Villa and Wolves, Cup Winners' Cup at Everton, and of course, the best of the lot, maybe not in your eyes, but the Scottish, well, it probably will be, but the Scottish Premier Division in 88-89, the first of nine in a row. Mm. How did it feel, Andy, to walk through the doors Known, or uh, sorry, go back first. How before you obviously when when did you get the call to say that Rangers were interested? I was at funny enough, one of the clubs you missed out there. I was at West Brom, um, with uh, with big Ron Atkinson. Uh, Ron had called me up, and I was like, you know, I was 32, something like that, I think, coming up 33. So I'm thinking my career's kind of you know, winding down, nothing much was going to happen now. My knee was quite a bad way, it was all right, it was okay. It was still hanging on, but it was it was it was not perfect with all the operations I'd had on it. So I was kind of thinking, okay, this was this is my last season, probably at this level. Might think about coaching. And Big Ron called me. I'd been there a year with him. And at the start of the next season, he just he called me and he said, How you doing? I said, Good. He says, um, listen, who have you always wanted to play for and never had the opportunity to do so? Now, I didn't want to see Rangers, obviously. So I says Bloody hell, I says, fucking Real Madrid haven't come in for the win for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, that's it, don't be so stupid. You're 33 years of age, you're just about done. He said, I said, go on. He said, so he's been on the phone. Um, he wants a quick word with you. I said, it will be a quick word, it'll be yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul, Paul, that's probably as quick as I always would say it, isn't it? Yep, yep, no bother. No even, no even a consideration for it. From a personal point of view, I would say, how much do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pay you to play me. Aye. Yeah. No, um, so it, was, it was just, it was unbelievable because, you know, he just said to me, listen, don't want you to move up here. I know you're living in England. I know your family's in England. Um, you know, I, I would, I just want you here this season because of what you give us. Uh, in the dressing room, you won't play much, but you'll you'll be in the squad most weeks, and you'll play plenty. You'll come off the bench a lot. You'll play with various games. Um, so that's what when you do, you just fly up on Thursday and Friday, train with us Thursday Fridays, look after yourself in England the other parts of the week, and and just we'll have a year together. And I thought, well, it, it was just the cherry on the icing on the top of the cake. So yeah, up I went. I think I watched the Hearts game, Tynecastle. It's the first time I arrived. Went to Ten Castle to watch the lads play Hearts. I think that was my the first game, and then I think I, I came on in the semi final of the League Cup. I think a midweek game, um, and and then that was it. The rest, as we say, to, to, for me as a Rangers fan, 
to to be part of the nine in a row history. Let me tell you, it's uh, that's 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 special, special for me, you know, to win the title because I never thought I'd get to play for them. Uh, I remember yeah. meeting the late great Jock Wallace, and uh, when I was I was maybe mid mid to late twenties, and we played a golf tournament together down in England, and you know Jock was like, bro, he just loved every bit I did, and he he told me the story that when I was at Dundee United, um. And before I went to England, he'd phoned Jim McLean and says, um, I, I want to buy Andy. I want to, to bring Andy Tybrooks and uh, how much you want for him. Um, we know he's a Rangers fan and he'd love it here and we'd love him here. Jim said, no chance. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm not selling him to a Scottish club. I'm sorry. If he goes, he's going to go to England. He's not coming back to haunt me. And so that I didn't know that until I was, you know, 27, 28 or something like that. So... I could have had a chance when I was 19, but didn't. But I got there eventually. We won the title. We won the League Cup. It was a pretty special year. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, Paul, the, the, the year that started the famous nine, a proper nine. Um, yeah. Amazing. I, I don't even think, what was that, 89? I wasn't born, Andy, yeah. 91. <laughs> so I, I never was, get the chance to see you live. Paul, I was, I was, I was already at sea. <laughs> I was. I, I'd, I'd already left school. Was away to work. Yeah. Uh, no. With, with regards to that, see that you, you, your, your first, your team first kick started the, 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 uh, the basically the Scottish football revolution uh, with with Sunis, and it's an incredible team. He, he built round about at that point. If you think about it, I mean, he was. Um, it was uh, Woods, Stevens, Golf, Butcher, Brown, Sunis, the middle of the park with Duran, Ian Ferguson, Davy Cooper. McCoyce yourself. I mean, that's a hell of a team. You wonder how much that would be worth in t- if at the peak today today's money. Phenomenal. But I'd well, like to ask that, something, Andy. Yeah, Sorry, that, carry on. that would be like that would be the equivalent of what Paris Saint Germain do when they're buying the likes of Mbappe and Neymar and that kind of thing. That that was what mm. that's what David Murray allowed Graham to do, um, and 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 totally revolutionised football. You know, I, I think it did help Graham that the that the English clubs were banned from Europe when Graham mm. took over. Yeah, yeah. If you remember. Yeah. So I think what the English, a lot of the English players who maybe not, you know, I'm not saying they wouldn't have done. I think any, any English guy who came up and played for Rangers is so glad they did. They're so happy that they made that decision. But it was an easier decision to make because there was no European football in England for five years than it would have been had they had European football in England. Do you know what I'm saying? Some yeah, of the yeah. big clubs, the players would have stayed there maybe. But Rangers offered them good, great money a chance to play in the European Cup as it was then. And and Graham, you know, jumped on it and reversed the trend instead of players coming, going from Scotland to enhance the English First Division. Great English players were coming to Scotland to enhance the, the Scottish League. It was it was amazing what he did and should never be underestimated or forgotten what, no, was, what Graham was, did. It really no, shouldn't. Great times, they really were. I, I remember them vividly. Uh, talking about soonest, what kind of manager was he? Because I mean, there's various stories being banded about. I've heard about um, like Friday afternoons or Thursday afternoons. It would be a Scotland versus England training session where they're literally kicking the lumps out of each other. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, I mean, Graham, Graham never was never one of these for protecting players, and, and he did like a Scotland v England uh, five aside. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Of which he played in, as you can imagine. Uh, and was as tough as anybody, <laughs> topping everyone in sundry. Um, yeah, it was. It was a. It was a good thing if you if you trained Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you weren't too worried. What you had to do was try and escape through Thursday and Friday <laughs> without, getting, without getting cropped by one of our own players. 
I mean, yeah, he instilled a competitiveness there. Um, and that was Graham. You know, he, he played and trained. Well, he trained the way he played. Um, no quarter ass not given. And he wanted his players to do the same. You know, he didn't delve into tactics a great deal, if I'm being totally honest, certainly when I was there. Because what he did in his eyes was he bought the best players. I know I remember from time and time again, um, coming in with the team and going, the team we were playing against and going, look, I look around this dressing room. You're miles better than them. I don't have to tell you how to beat them. On you go. And sometimes it was as simplistic as that. And we'd go out because they were all good, really better than good players, some great players, some fabulous players. Um, we invariably saw it through and we invariably won the game. Uh, and that's what it was like. You know, if you buy the best players, you only need to just tweak little things. And that's what Graham did. Um, he knew he didn't have to do a lot. Listen, when, occasionally when he'd have to change it, he would. You know, he knew when tactically to get things if it wasn't going right, which if you played for Rangers then, wasn't very often. I mean, nine times yeah. out of ten, we were winning the football match. <clears throat> so that made Graham's job really easy. Just pick the best team, pick the best players and get them out there again. And he kept the, the, the dressing room upbeat. And when you had people like Coyce, myself, Durante, you know, really bubbly people in the dressing room, uh, it was easy to keep it to keep it going. It was a fabulous place to be. It really was. Yeah. Andy, obviously bringing it kind of slightly in the present day, and I've been kind of droning on in this podcast about back then we're talking about the soonest revolution. Uh-huh. We're now calling it the Stephen Gerrard evolution because the team has evolved each year under Stephen. How, how far do you see? Obviously. <laughs> The difference has been the finances involved that Sunus had compared to the finances involved that mm-hmm. Stephen has. It's a lot less, obviously, right, than, which, than obviously what Graham had. How do you see, how do you assess, as somebody who's who's watched the game at the highest level live, who's been involved in it, broadcasting for 30-odd years, how, how do you assess how far Rangers have come in the achievements, although we've not won anything, but still the milestones made by Stephen Gerrard in the past what, two and a half years? Uh, well, we should have won some, shouldn't we? The League Cup last yeah. year should certainly be. There's no doubt about that. That was there was a bit of uh, robbery going on there. How we lost that? Yeah, um, yeah. No, I think I think what they've done and, and since Stephen got there, and I think it's important that they did that. Was they've improved? I think everyone has noticed that this is a better Rangers team by far than the one he took over. It's a better Rangers team than the one his second year, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, it's the strongest. It might not, you know, it's it's got strength in all departments. Um, we've got a, a group of players that if we if we lost two or three to injury, we could cope. Um, yeah. Where maybe we couldn't two years ago, maybe we couldn't last year if we lost somebody important, we couldn't replace them. But we've got a, a really good set of boys now and a really deep squad. You know, the depth and quality is there for all to see. Now, we have that mental barrier, I think, coming up. And it's not going to happen because we're not going to go to Dubai this Christmas. <laughs> mid-season break when for whatever reason I mean and I'm sure it's just coincidence but you know we, we, we the last two seasons our form has dipped after Christmas the Christmas break so badly now I think Stephen Gary Mack and, and the rest of the staff there will be so anxious that I'm assuming there is a Christmas break boys is it yeah still no, I don't think there is this year. No, no I think because of COVID. Oh, I wondered with COVID. I wondered with COVID. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's good then if there's no Christmas break because the form that we're in now and the confidence that we're playing with, we don't really want to take two weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks off. We want to just keep playing and keep yeah. asking the questions and keep turning the heat up on, on Celtic. That's what's there. And to be fair, this season, 
I think we've done brilliantly in doing that. We really do. Yeah. Paul, before you come back in, I want to, obviously the night Andy were launching Beer Station as well, which is our platform for, for Rangers supporters to come together. And we have Matt and the Wings waiting to ask a question. So it's regarding the team as it is now and getting kind of thoughts on that. Yes, that is a cracking. <laughs> Matt, welcome to the show. Matt, the floor is yours, mate. Your point, mate. Hi there. Um, it's just um, a quick one there. Over the last um, few seasons, we've been talk- talking about evolution of the team, but I'm thinking more about the evolution of the club. We've basically gone like that in the last few years. Where do you think the glass ceiling is for Rangers? And respect what? It's just basically, obviously, the last uh, few years we've had uh, James Bisgrove come in and Ross Wilson come in. Where do you think the, um, how far can we go in regards to, like, the club itself? Well, you know what? We are talking about briefly before you come on. I think with regards to where can we go, I definitely think there is a glass ceiling because... It's not like the David Murray era. It's not like we have them, that type of money where we can go and attract the very best players in the country. Quite simply, we can't. We might be able to get the best players in Scotland, but we're not going to get the best players from Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea's of this world, the way, the way we could under David Murray, because we could buy them and we could pay them. So that's not yeah. going to happen. So I think there's a limit to the type of player, and we're going to have to do what Stephen's been doing, a, a mixture of you know, experienced, good season pro like Stephen Davis, Jermaine Defoe, really good quality footballers who you want. A bit like Graham did with me. He brought me in. I was over 30, but I, I was a right type and I was good in the dressing room. So he's got a lot of these good older players that have influenced the younger players in the right way. So as to where we can go, well, we're certainly going to win the league this year. That's the first step that we can take, right? Now, where can we go? If you're judging where can we go in Europe, that's a really difficult question to answer. Because if you look at the Champions League, I'm pretty much guessing that the last 16 in the Champions League, all four of us could name about 14 of them, certainly 13 yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's becoming a bit samey. So could we break into that? Could we? Are we good enough? Certainly good enough to compete in the Champions League, but are we good enough to get to the last 16? Probably not at the moment. Probably not. But our European form has been good right now, and we saw that. You know, apart from throwing it away against uh, Porto that we did, you know, we've been good. So that's a nice level to have because Porto compete in the Champions League on a regular basis or have done over the years. So if we're up there and we're, we're given as good as we get against them, then maybe that suggests giving a bit of luck and a nice a nice look at the draw when the when it was done, then we might do all right. But we're a long way away from sort of getting to the semi final. The way we did against Marseille in uh, uh, 90, 92. 90, 92. I was, I was yeah. one. I was one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, mute, I'll mute him, Andy. I'll mute him. <laughs> I think all we can do, I think all we can do is say, right, there you are, Stephen. That's, that's what you can have. That's the money you've got. You need to go and buy the players. 
make them better by coaching. You can do that. You can buy good young players. There's a lot of great young Scottish players up there that you know we can nab and get into the club and make them better and compete and win league titles in Scotland. So can we do that in Europe? Mm. I don't know. Europa League, maybe. Okay. Maybe. We are, we're the luck of the draw, maybe. But I think we're a long way away from the Champions League. And the sad thing is, because there's so much lack of money, there's so little money there, that the TV revenues are a, are a minuscule amount of money compared to what they're paying clubs in England. So we're already behind the black ball, really, before we even start, before Stephen starts. So all he can do is win, win in style. And I think he's doing that now. I think we're, we're really good to watch Rangers play. And I haven't always yeah. said that over the last two or three years. But this year, I've really enjoyed watching his play. I think there's a there's an openness and a freedom to our play and a confidence about our play that's not been there. So I think we can compete uh, in, in Europe up to a certain level, confidently. Uh, whether we can go, get into that last 16 in Europe, mm, maybe not yet. But I'm, yeah. listen, I'm hopeful that if Stephen yeah. stays and we continue to progress and investment comes in, that we can. And there isn't a gas mm-hmm. ceiling and we can smash it. That certainly would be nice. Excellent. Matty, is that good enough, mate? Yeah, thanks very much. Smashing. Cheers, Matt. Cheers. Thanks. Pleasure. Thanks, mate. Um, Andy, I, I think we use what you're saying there, Stephen, is that we need to win we need to win the league, obviously, this year. And, and we need to be competing. Well, not no competing at the higher end, but we need to be in the Champions League competing f- to keep Stephen, because Stephen's going to better things. Stephen's going to bigger things. He's already proved that. He's... People say he needs to win some at Rangers. Yes, you're right, he does. But his brand of football, we were saying last week on the podcast after the Benfica game, I don't think I've seen a Rangers team play like that away from home in Europe ever. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, but maybe advocate, maybe. But that's how good Rangers yeah. were. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think you're right. Like I said that. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed watching this play this year, particularly in Europe, because it is difficult and it is different. And you do have to sometimes change the way you play and adjust what you're doing to play against uh, experienced European sides. And, and they've done that. And as I say, I, I watched the game the other night and I was I was so pleased the way we responded to the game. All right, man got set off, that's fine. He deserved to go off, so there's no doubts about it. But the only disappointing thing I can think of this season is we didn't see that out because we should have done. Um, we'd done so many good things, so much good in that 90 minutes and we, we basically I don't know why it was a bit unlike us we kind of I don't know for the first time I thought we looked a little edgy and a little nervy as we got nearer the 90 minute mark and, yeah. and whereas we've always looked in control do you know what I'm saying we've always looked to be yeah. controlling the game and managing it I just thought yeah. we, we, we maybe got a little edgy maybe it was because it was Porto I don't know they had a big European name uh, and we just got a little edgy and, and it was it's a famous stadium where not many teams have, have gone and won there at all I mean, I yeah. think it's years since they lost the game. Um, and the Stade de Luce, is it? No, that's uh-huh. uh, yep. because. But, you know, to, to, to have won there would be brilliant. And maybe we just got a little edgy in the, in the last yeah. five, ten minutes of the game that cost us. Yeah. But I, 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 don't think it's a, I don't think it's something we should worry about, no. No. Just a, just a quick before we move on to the next person, uh, Scott. Andy, do the Rangers games get shown much in your part of the world? Is, is, or is the interest increasing because of uh, Stevie G being uh, being a boss now? Well, we've had a, we've had a, we always had up for the first seven years that I was here. We we had the Scottish football uh, every every time. We haven't this year for the first time um, because there's obviously been uh, things happening in the, in our sort of region 
um, <laughs> that have meant that we we don't take we can't take the English, the Scottish games <clears throat> at the moment. So that's been a, that's a bit of a disappointment for us because we. But for the last seven years we've had it, and we have Rangers supporters club. In fact, tomorrow morning, there's news for you. I am getting up at eight thirty, and a pal of mine, a Rangers uh, fan, big Rangers fan, Ewan, um, and his son Blair, who live here, um, are coming to pick me up at eight thirty a.m. because. The Rangers Supporters Club in uh, Doha is having a or the, is having a under forties against over forties five aside between themselves. The Rangers, <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. yeah, yeah. Brilliant. They, they did they did say to me, "Do you want to play?" And I said, "Do I want to play?" I said, "Are you sure?" <laughs> I've, got, I've got a titanium I've got a titanium hip that if I dare try and do something with that, it could pop out at any minute. So, but I'm going to go and watch the guys play. So that's. That's what I'm saying. We've got they've got a fantastic range of supporters club here in, in Doha and in Qatar. And I've popped up to see the guys last year and I watched one of the games, I think, last year with them. So yeah, I mean it's it's there's a there's a great love of football in this area. I mean, people think of the Middle East and they, they think mm, they don't fancy football. You could nothing could be further from the truth. You know, the Premier League, but uh, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, all the sides, Bayern Munich. I think Qatar sponsors Bayern Munich, Qatar Airways. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they're, they're, they're football lovers. They love their football. Um, yeah. It's just there's not many of us. I think two and a half million, something like that here. So, uh, but they love their football. And Steven Gerrard certainly has upped Rangers' profile. That's absolute certainty. Of course, it's because I think their favourite team in Qatar is Liverpool. So, with Steven <laughs> Gerrard being manager of Rangers, you can imagine all of a sudden they're going, Rangers? Oh, I think they'll have a little look and see how that Rangers are doing. So, and that's the Stephen Gerrard effect. Yeah. <laughs> that is the Stephen Gerrard effect. I'll need to. I'll just. I'll need to get. I need to get my mate to uh, to to join us. Rangers Supporters Club. He lives in. Do he lives in Doha? He lives in the Pearl. He's out that way. I'm on the Pearl. That's where I'm broadcasting from tonight, boys. Oh, I'm up. You might. You might. You might be the same building as my mate. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. Well, I can't believe he doesn't know there's a Rangers Supporters Club in Doha. Okay, I'll kick his bum. <laughs> yeah, um, and should, they are, do it. should definitely go and join it. There's a there's a good bunch of lads there. A really good bunch of lads. I'm going to bring in George because George was uh, messaged me and says that you were one of his favourite players. Um, so George, <laughs> the floor is yours, mate. Crack on, ask yeah, Andy. Hi boys, how we doing? Not bad yourself, again. Good, how good, we doing, good, George? Good, Andy. Thanks. Nice to meet you, buddy. Um, so Andy, I, I was listening Andrew, to the beginning. Thank you, mate. Thank you. You said you obviously only got the opportunity to join Rangers when you were 33, but did you, I've got a wee bit of a double barrel question, but did you ever get the opportunity or did you ever hear any rumours or inklings um, earlier in your career or throughout your career? And the second part of my question is, and I think it's quite a good one, um, if you had to choose one Ranger striker um, from the la from your generation right up to now um, to play up front with, who would compliment you, who would that be? Oh, what a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's easy. <laughs> no, I mean, the first part of the question, I was saying to the guys before you come on, yeah, Jock Wallace told me many years after, uh, not after I'd finished, but when I'd left Eng uh, Scotland to go play in England, I met Jock about 10 years later at a golf do, and he told me that he did try and buy me when I was 19 at Dundee United. And Jim right. McLean refused point blank to sell me to another uh, Scottish club, particularly Rangers, as he didn't want me coming back and sort of haunting him. So that would, I didn't get the chance to, but Jock tried to uh, when I was 19. Um, 
if I was to put a striker from them, listen, the only one I would pick, because he's a mate of mine as well, and I love him with bits, and I think we would compliment each other, because he was he was just a lazy git, and, but the greatest goal scorer we've ever had. And I could have set him up with another 40 or 50 odd goals easier. And, and obviously, Alistair McCoy, I think Alistair McCoy and Gray up front would be, in their pomp would have been quite a, would have been quite a formidable duel with me bashing yes. everybody around and knocking hell out of them all and Ali picking up the scraps and scoring goals. <laughs> I, I honestly do. Joking apart, I think if you're talking about me at my best, and one of the others at their best. And I think me, what I did best with different things from Ali. And I think the combination, I think, I think would have been a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he'd be horrified that you didn't call him Alistair McCoyst MBE. MBE. He's got an OBE. Other buggers' efforts. Hey! <laughs> that, that's, that's how I know to my work as well. <laughs> George, is that good enough, mate? Uh, Thank you very much. Awesome. Brilliant, lads. Thanks very much. All the best, Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Thanks, George. Thank All the best. Um, Andy, there was a couple of wee comments there. Um, Barney said you had a great career with the clubs he's played at. Being a lifelong Blue Nose, what did he find more nerve-wracking? Playing that first game for the famous or first the first time he did commentary on the screen? I know I played for coming on for Rangers against Hearts in the semi-final. Um was was nerve-wracking. Of course, commentary was listen, commentary was edgy, but I, I thought I could do it. And the and the good thing we had then is he forgets that when we, when I started commentating, we didn't have any viewers. We we basically satellite satellite television was just beginning. So I got about six, seven months of of a freebie learning how to commentate without anybody really listening to me. But I, I can remember when Graham said to me, um, on you go, get yourself warmed up, and, I, and I'm gone. And I felt like I did. And it's crazy, because I felt like I did uh, many years, 15 years, 16 years prior to that, when Jim McLean at Motherwell, at Fur Park Motherwell, turned to a 17-year-old and went, do you want to go on? We're like 20 minutes to go. We'll get beat 4-0. He said, do you want to go on? I went, oh, thanks. And I, and, I, and I was shaking and I thought, of course I want you to go on. Of course I want you to go on. And there was me, having played in all these games for my country and cup finals and won leagues. And Graham said to me, go on then, get yourself ready, you're going on. And I felt the same, you know, like I did when I was a kid again. Because yeah. it was my club and I was, yeah. I was pulling on that shirt for real. And yeah. I was walking out to that pitch for real. And, and, and it was great. It was great. Um, but uh, no, commentary was easy compared to, to that night. <laughs> Andy, I think a few weeks back when we beat Celtic and Richard Keyes was a crying, crying clip doing the rounds on the internet that night. Hey, Richard Keyes making you aware of the score. Or Celtic, used to talk about the score and you stopped him in his tracks and said, no, sorry, trounced Celtic is the words you're looking for. And I think every <laughs> Rangers supporter around the world went, fucking yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I can't, I can't. I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting that even that we are in, even though we're in Qatar, every word we say is heard around the world. And, but it was, I mean, it was it was that kind of day, wasn't it for us? We've we've not had many of them in a, in, in a long time, and you know, for Big right. Allen, not to have not to have made a save in ninety minutes at Park Gate, it's it's. I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, that that that's a trouncing. I mean, that, yeah, that's there's no other word to describe it. Yes. 
Yes, and yet certain people said after that game, uh, Andy, that we weren't even a very good team, and I think that's amazing when you think about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean how good Rangers have been this season? But hey, ho, listen, we are very good. Well, let me tell you, we were a very good team that day. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Paul, have you got a, a wee question? I'm conscious of the time, so I know Andy's leaving us yeah, in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. So, um, you got a wee question for, for Andy there? Yeah, just because it's kind of light-hearted and stuff, uh, you were talking about a certain Mr McCoy earlier on. We all know him as a, jo- a jolly japester and a, a bit of a prankster. What was probably the best thing you've seen him do? And I, mean, I know Durante probably involved somewhere. Can, can you just think, dig up some kind of story about that involve him or them? Oh, for God's sake. That's always the same when somebody says, give us a story about somebody who's funny. I mean, there's probably not a McCoy story that, there's probably not a McCoy story that, that they've not heard all of us put together. I mean, I've heard so many of them. Um, uh, well, no, I mean, Ali was just the, the, the life and soul. Um, there was nothing never dull around. You know, we, you, you must have heard the one about when he, he came in one day and so he, so he named the team and Ali wasn't in it. So, sitting there and then Graham left the dressing room and Ali gets up and he starts looking behind the skip and looking in the bathrooms and looking in the showers and he goes into the skip and he opens it up and then he's looking behind everybody's shirt and somebody says, what are you doing, Ali? He says, well, I'm just looking for Jeremy Beadle. He must be here, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. I love him. Um, um, yeah, it's just, it's just coisty. That was it. I mean, it's just, I love him. Uh, he's a top, top man. Top man. In fact, Andy, the only who... thing I would say about him, he's now, he's now officially got more jobs than Dougie Donnelly. There you go. He does. He does his own everything. He's on absolutely everything, man. He's, he's on tonight. He's on tonight doing ITV, for God's sake. He is so, not. So he's at Wembley while Scotland are playing. He'll, he'll like that. Well, yeah. But, by the way, he was at Wembley the last time we played, and I saw him there. And I was phoning him. I'm going, "Oh, that's nice." Looking through all this turmoil, and you're sitting at Wembley watching England. I said, "Well done, Alistair." He said, "No, no, I'm, I'm doing the highlights show for Scotland, and it was a night we were rubbish." And I said, "Well, that'll be a pretty short show, Alistair. Trust me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ali, what do you think? Shite. I'm on. <laughs> yeah, that would be Thank you. And there are the highlights. Well. As I've said, to, as I've said to somebody tonight, just quickly changing t- topic for tonight. I don't care how we play tonight. I don't care if we are rubbish. I don't care if we're minging for night eighty-nine minutes. If we win one-nil, I'll be a very happy joke that the Tartan Army can be let loose at a major tournament again because <laughs> tournaments have missed the Tartan Army. I tell you. <laughs> Andy, my, my Rangers hero. You've been speaking speaking about the other. Uh, I was selling McCoyst. Who was your Rangers hero growing up? Do you know what? It's it's a strange one because um, although I was a centre forward, I loved Jim Baxter, Slim Jim. I mean, <clears throat> the things he did with, with the football, with one foot, well, beyond belief, and and his contribution in that famous three-two win against England in '67. Uh, oh, I lost him. Um, was unbelievably talented. Um, and I also, when they signed him at the short time, Colin Steen, when Colin arrived, and he arrived there from Hibs, wasn't it? From Hibs. Yeah. And yeah. got, what, a hat-trick, 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 or something like that, something ridiculous in his first three or four games. Uh, he was, But my favourite overall was, was, was Slim Jim. Uh, I loved him. 
I loved it with Bits. He was a great player. Andy, obviously you came over uh, for the 140-year celebration at our club when you hosted the weekend event we had on the park. Are there any plans for you to be involved in the, the, in wee, the 150? The weekend of event. The weekend of event. We had every legend. <laughs> can, 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 I, can, I, can I just, can I just caveat this? Can Against Sterling Albion. Can I, can I just caveat this, that I was not involved in anything he's just said there? <laughs> Andy, there's a story that goes behind this 140th year celebration, mate, and it's the fact that somebody on this podcast, no Paul, um, tweeted Hulk Hogan for a happy birthday for Rangers that, that day, <laughs> and the Hulkster got back to his and, and said, congratulations, 140 years and still kicking ass. Nothing nice but respect, brothers. So I'm, I'm looking for a huge star for the for the 150th, but is there any plans for you to be part of that? Because I think with you, with your you know, personality as you are, I think you should definitely be part of that. <laughs> Not this again. Nope, not this again. I, I never mentioned it. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I was. I have to tell you, I was more than honoured when I was asked to do the hundred fortieth, and I was asked to sort of host the whole thing and be out the pitch with everybody. And I even managed to get a word from John Gregg, who hadn't really spoken <laughs> for a few years. And I'd said to him in the tunnel, by the way. I want a word with you when you come out there. And he went, I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking. I said, are you? I said, I'm not speaking. I said, well, you're going to have to ignore 50,000 Rangers fans then because I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he should be doing it. <laughs> and bless him. I like Greg. He was brilliant. I love John. Love him, me bitch. Yeah. So, uh, no, it was a real honour for me because um, I had my, my, my wife up with me and um, her, her father, who'd, who'd never really been to Ibrox. Uh, before and it just blew him away uh, what, what he saw and that was when we were in I can't even remember what division we were in then but it certainly Third. wasn't the top division <laughs> Third was it? Yeah well there you yeah. go so uh, he, he loved it and it was a great I was I was just so honoured to be in part of that it was, it was great and listen if they want me to do anything for the 150th and I can because obviously I'm in I'm in I'm 3,000 yeah. miles away most of the time now guys Yeah. Um, yeah. but of course, I'll, I'd love to do it for the 150th if Rangers want. Absolutely. Andy, it's been a pleasure um, to have you on the podcast. Um, I'm sure, I'm hopeful that we can do another one when uh, it's no clashing with Scotland game or your work commitments, obviously. Well, I'm home. very bad planning on your part. I have to <laughs> you tell me about seven o'clock. And I suddenly realised, I don't know about it, seven o'clock, it's only 45 minutes. So when I texted you the day and said, how long do you want me for? You went, an hour, an hour and a half. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, no, in this country, the new Andy, there's a lot of bad blood between the SFA and Rangers and no many of the, the fans are quite happy with Scotland at the minute. So that's probably the reason yeah, why. Right, but, listen, listen. But we're not getting into that. Listen, I'm no, I'm, no, I'm no supporting the SFA. I'm supporting no, I know, the I team. Know. You're yeah. right, mate. You're right. I'm you're right. Yeah. I'm not supporting the SFA. I wouldn't support any FA, for God's sake. No. <laughs> no, they're not the guards, but of course they have. If the guards are, you know, I know that. But no, I'm supporting uh, footballers uh, because yeah. I want Tartan Army to be able to go abroad and support our national team again and show people who have generations have missed, don't have no idea what the Tartan Army is. I'd quite like us to be able to show the rest of the world again. Well, certainly next year, the rest of Europe. Just give them a reminder of what the Tartan Army is all about. And uh, that's what I'm supporting. FA? Yeah, <laughs> do one. 
<laughs> Andy, thank yes, Alan McGregor said it carefully, didn't he? Alan McGregor, didn't he? <laughs> Andy, uh, thank you very much for joining us. And as I say, I'll get in touch with you and hopefully we can get you back on because okay, your, your stories are will be tremendous for the for the viewers to, to, to listen to. So thank thanks very much for that, mate. Yeah, thank you, Andy. A pleasure. Appreciate guys. it. Take care. And you yourself. too, mate. You too, mate. Cheers. Cheers thank boys. you. Cheers. Bye -bye. Cheers. By the way, we're not away. I was just showing you an advert for our new I was, just, I was just typing you. Are we continuing or not? <laughs> no, no, we're not away. We're not away, right? Listen, hey, come on. This is only 40 minutes into the podcast here. I haven't even finished the first beer yet. That, that's that's how engaging Andy was. We've still got mere guests to come on in, the, in beer station tonight, by I, the way. I, every... I'm just going to put the Scotland match on just to... <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> um, lads, lassies in the chat. I want to know these like our intro to Bear Station. Knew the shackles are off and we can start misbehaving again after being on the best behaviour. <laughs> Pour me another gin, will you? Where's Baz's fucking entourage when you need them? Pour me, <laughs> Pour me another Baz gin, will you? Baz's entourage. <laughs> Baz's entourage are a figment of Baz's imagination and you know that as well as I do. By the way, Baz is back next week with the entourage. Is he? Yes. <laughs> so, so basically the same as I am then? Yeah. <laughs> And the same as Alan with fucking nobody behind me, aye? Aye. Yeah, I can see them in the middle. I can see the far yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. That's my arse. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, I'm going to line up. I'm going to line up our next guest on uh, Bear Station and we'll see if they can get on. Yes, if MD's left us, guys, go and tell them that we've not actually went away. It's just that's a wee advert we had for Copeland Street where that, that I don't, I don't that, know why you've done that because I even that was good. Think thing is, Shut your mouth. Even, dear viewer and listener, even I was confused the tits off of me with what the hell was going on there. He didn't say it to me beforehand. By the way, when Andy goes, I'm going to do a quick 10-second thing. I was like, the fuck? So I was busy typing in the private chat, are we continuing or are we staying on? And just with the heck of a turn, and uh, he came back, which is why I was like, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, team. Sorry, we're still here. We're still here for a Sorry, minute. I was cracking up my second beer. You you can't, as, as I say, my old work, Charlie 601. <laughs> you crack on, mate. You crack on. Yeah, you got that. Kenny well wants us to promote that the Queen has given us another bank holiday due in 2022. Thanks. Thanks very much, Kenny. That's great. That is great. I'm sure those people who don't like her will go to their work that day. Yeah, of course. I, I hope they do. You're assuming they work. I'll be in a beer garden somewhere. If, yes, if, if, if we are released from this hell that is lockdown. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Banning um, drinking in trains now. Why is that? Well, you're technically, you're, technically, I'm allowed to drink on a pub. Fun police. <laughs> Thanks, Barney. Thanks, Barney. Barney's helped us out there. He's put a wee thing on Twitter. They say the pod's still on. <laughs> Guys, it was the, I'm sorry. I wasn't finishing. I'm you see, sorry. You see, you see. I'm for, sorry. See, see, for all the slag off Barney, and he's, a, he's a bit of a maligned character. He's, he's not a bad egg, really. And, no, uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And, 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 and we do want to see your, your cherubic face on here, even if you are about 75. Yes. 
Yes. Right. We've got two guests lined up still for Bear Station. So Next. that's that's what's coming up, guys. That's what's coming up. Um Andy Gray though, what a guest to have on. He was, oh, it was great. Just 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 two seconds. I just need to uh, as you know, I'm I'm kind of old and I've got a bad back, so I, I do need to and it's it's not that's not a joke. I do have a bad back, I need to stretch it every so often. So I was just getting a bit uncomfortable there. So there we go. Oh, oh right. is that a guest? Yes, that's a guest on Bear Station. Bear Station's coming back, so I'm going to play the intro again. Hello, panel. I'd like to talk. I'd like to talk about Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> right. By the way, see before we get. See before we get our next guest on. Sure, sure. What do you think about that? What do you think about Rangers? There. What do you think about? Whoa, 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 whoa. All I will say. All I will say. All I will say. All I will say. <laughs> well, listen. All I will say is thanks very much. Maggie, um, I knew you were coming back. Scott's so professional. Uh, Thanks love, very much. Thank love, you. Love Maggie, and I love that book. Thank you. Yes, yes. Good, good point, mate. Good point. Right next up, we have Laurie from Dennis Dumbleton. <laughs> we have Dennis. Dennis, let me Derek, mate, on you go, mate. Make your point. I can't I say there's any qualified to answer it now, Andy Gray's a wee bit. Crack on, mate. I'll certainly try my best. Uh, so I wanted to talk about Zungu and his debut. Um, not what he carried away with myself, but he was excellent. Uh, his range of passing uh, was superb. He can hit it in behind. He looks to get forward. I've got a questions. How do you think the te- teams will now need to adapt against us? You know, they can't sit in. Now the fact they might get turned and, and the ball going behind. And also, do you see him as a long-term replacement to Stephen Davis? I'll, I'll go first. I think go for it, mate. I think he's the greatest player in the world on that ten minute cameo. Yeah, waka waka. Uh, yeah, he was he was phenomenal for <laughs> the first ten minutes. Honestly, I was just like, who the hell is this guy? Honestly, he, he, he was like he was like a caged lion being released, you know, pinging passes all the. I mean, the first ball he hit, he was over the defender onto uh, Ryan yeah. Kent left hand side. And I, I just sat there and went, I'm nursing a semi. Honestly, it was just incredible. So I think, I think, I think to to uh, to answer your question logically and truthfully, I think I think he's he's been brought in to possibly a long term replacement for Stephen Davis. He seems to have that range of passing. He's got a bit of vision about him. He's, he's taller than you actually than I imagined he would be. He's quite he's very lean. Do you know what I mean? And he seems to have a really good engine about him. I think. I think once once he integrates into yeah, the team, was, and under, understands our yeah. play, he's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. He's by the way, as you said, Paul, when he came on and he pinged it like that forty-yard pass, and you were going, "Oh, hold on, wait a fucking minute here." Going, we have oh. a we have a we have a player, mm. we have a player on our hands here, and then he just started spraying passes about the place, and you thought, right, he's comfortable. He looks as though he's been in that Rangers team for a wee while now. Exactly, yeah. And, it was great to see, and, and I'm delighted that we've actually listen. Kudos to the scouting department again for going and you know and being able to find these gems, Ross Wilson, etc. You know, so obviously you want gems. to see him take. On you go, mate. Yeah. Carry on, Derek. <laughs> oh, obviously you want to see him take. 
Might be a delay here. Yeah. Just you, ca you carry on, Derek. See what you're going to say. What man of the ones? We delay, mate. We delay. He'll come back to us. He will. Yeah, He'll a, come back to us. Yeah, there's a, there's a bigger picture in terms of recruitment's much better than what it used to. I just don't know if I'm too excited, but it definitely looks like South African Xabi Alonso. Yes! <laughs> nice! I like that, mate. I like that. Thanks very much, Derek. That was good. That was that was great points. Derek, I Nailed believe it. as well, your own your own podcast, mate. Go and get a wee plug. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, it's a wee bit jumpy here. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. sorry. I, I think you asked about my own podcast there, did you? Yes, go get a wee plug. Yeah, so that I'm reigniting my own podcast, which is for a local football team in Johnston called Thorn Athletic Talk of the Town. Uh, we we interview some legends and we talk about the fixtures, but also we're going to be widening the net and talking about Scottish youth football on the whole. So we'll have some guests coming on there and talking about results and, and fixtures coming up. So keep an eye out on, on Twitter and I'll tag you guys in if you don't mind. Hey, bother, mate. Anything we can do, crack on. Absolutely. We'll hey, you. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good night. Uh, thanks, mate. You too. Cheers. 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 That was good, by the way. I like that. I like the whole beer station thing because it's it kind of opens up a wee bit to everybody it, else. I like that. It does. So all you people watching and listening and in the chat, obviously well, that's it, my screen for me, so that's where you look at it. So that's it. Uh, yeah, please get, get involved. This, this, will be a, this will be a recurring thing on International Week. We won't do yes. it every week because it spoils it. But if we can have this as a sort of we will do. Yes. Yes. I just, do, I just, I, why did I do I don't I don't know, and I know it's quite hard, um, but we'll maybe we'll maybe limit it to maybe a couple of guests when there's maybe a special guest on, like Andy. Yes. Because it can be hard for us to track the show and then it go to somebody else and end it. Do you know what I mean? But certainly other international weeks we're going to open this up and it can be kind of as many as we want on um, in the time that we're on. Um and, and definitely get involved because it's it's as I said, it's it's good to be interaction for you guys, you know. And um, that's that's what the pods are about. That is what the pods are about. Barney says we went on super scoreboard. Eh, I mean board. I see you've done there, Barney. That's quite good, mate. I like that. Yes, that's quite good. Boom, <laughs> Paul, 8-0 victory at the weekend, mate. Yes. Now, I believe, and anybody who's listening to this can go back to last week's show, can rewind it to the part. I don't know what part. You need to listen to it again. And I believe that there was one person on the podcast who claimed we would win 4-0. And then questioned whether 4-0 was a doing because somebody had to take a doing off us. And then they turned around and says, is 4-0 a doing? No, I don't think so because we're capable of taking seven or eight off of someone. Mm -hmm. I believe that was me. And I'm gutted that I never put a, a bet on it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't think it was, actually. I think you're lying to your teeth. Go, go, go and listen back. I couldn't believe know, I'd say that myself. I was I was on the pod, bored me then. I'm not going to watch it now. <laughs> no, but no, but I think I think in all seriousness, we both agreed that somebody is going to get a doing one day, and yeah. we and I think we both said it'd be nice if it started tomorrow, yeah. and well, it did. And I think um, I think I, I think Hamilton were lucky to get out, to get out of Ibrox with only taking eight, uh, putting eight past them. I'm being honest with you, we could, we sort of, I think I put in the chat about with 20, after 70 minutes, we've not scored in 10 minutes, you know, I've taken a foot off the gas, Gerard out as a joke. Yeah, <laughs> so we did, we sort of, we sort of went, hang on, there's no point with the games, the games well and truly win at that point, you know, so I, can, I don't, I don't blame the players for sort of, sort of 
taking a, a, a slight step back because they, they have to think about their, you know, the long term thing, you know, um, reserving energy, potential injuries, especially some of these players that go off to do internationals. They don't want to get injured. When, yeah. when you're six or seven up, there's absolutely no point in just pulling forward to us as fans. We want that. We want 10, 11, 12. We want massive, massive scores. Of course you do, because it increases your goal difference and stuff like that. But you have to take, think of it from their point of view. It's not only the fact that they've got to look out for injuries and conserving energy and stuff like that. It's also the fact that they're playing against fellow professionals. They realise then that these guys are taking a bit of a pasting, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and no, no, matter, no matter how professional you are, a little bit of you go, these poor bastards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know you're right, mate. You're right. And and also, I think everybody agrees. I mean, I, th- I think um, Brian Rice done Heart and Hand podcast and he invited them in yeah. and and he was great with them and stuff like that. And it was a really good show. And if you've not seen that, definitely catch up on that. But to see that happen to Brian Rice's team, yes, I was great because it was fucking Rangers pump somebody ain't nothing. However, I'd have liked it to have been the Dundee United or the Hibs. Yeah, Do you know something. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's very telling. I mean, I, I don't, I, I've not heard the Brian Mays hand hand thing. I, I'm not even sure what his allegiance is football wise. Yeah. What you mean? What he grew up supporting? It makes no difference. I heard a little bit of it. He comes across as very intelligent, very eloquent. He understands football, and everybody that's heard that interview has said, "What a nice guy!" His he understands the philosophy of the game, and he's just a nice guy. And then coming eight nil, I find a whistle saying, "What a what result for Rangers!" But I feel sorry for Brian Rice. I don't mm-hmm. want him to get the sack on the back of that particular result because he's such a nice guy, and you know, and and so yeah, so it's, it's, it was a kind of almost like mixed emotions from our support. So Stranra said, hold my beer. <laughs> Ran in and beat them last night in the League Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, fuck. Um, Barney says, we put eight past them, yet still played well within ourselves. I, would, I wouldn't say we moved out of second gear. Again, part of, the, part of the thing this season is that Rangers haven't moved out of second gear. We've just been good enough to beat, the, to beat who's, who's in front of us at the time. And I, I mean, the most, most strange one of that was the Celtic game, because... I felt as though me done the pre uh, the post match pod, mate. I felt as though I was like going, but but we can play better than that. But we, no, you know, you've just been to Parkhead one two and a half, but you're still saying back. Rangers can do better than that. We went in Parkhead one two nil, dominated the match and barely got out of second gear. Trounced. 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 Yeah, no, but the thing is, but that, our front three weren't functioning at that point. They weren't firing all cylinders. Do you know no, what I mean? No. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said this in the last pod as well. When our front three, whoever, the, whoever it is, play as a unit and start to perform and start buying the it's going to be it's a frightening prospect for for our position. If, if yeah. our team continues to play the way they are and our front three function correctly, yeah, we're, 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 somebody's going to get a real doing double figures. Somebody's, somebody's going to get hiding, mate, again. Another hiding, and as you say, it could go into double figures. And pff, I tell you, when those teams in, in, in that kind of frame of mind and can step up two or three gears, pff, we're on to yeah. conclusion here. And, and as Andy Gray alluded yeah. to, we just need to get by this Christmas period and, and, and still be in the straight and narrow and still be, be ready to go. And <clears throat> we'll make, obviously, there's no break, so that's terrific. And that's what, that's I, will, what I, I will be honest with you, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll say this on the record. If we are still in this vein of form, because it will slightly dip, because yeah. players will go off. But if we are still in this position, um, ahead of them, come March, 
I will be a lot, lot, lot happier and mm-hmm. more and more confident. I'm confident we're going to do it, but I will be super confident at that point because we'll, as, as I say to you, and people watching, we know because I say this all the time, but I say it to you all the time in the chat, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I know, I know. how it ends. You say that. You say and that. I say, I say, and I, I've now got the point, I say it all the time, and we're winning. So I now mm. say it purposefully. And it's, it's like superstitious. It is. It's like before every kickoff, uh, and the, people don't know us in, in our group chat, before kickoff, every single match, what do I say in the group chat? Hope your team win, guys. And we have Yep. No, It's a superstition. Um, so that's 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 quality. Um did everybody see where where DJ put at the start? Do you want me to play it? Because I quite like playing it. Go for it. I'm gonna play it. Hi, it's Derek Johnston here, and you're watching the Battle Fever podcast. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. No, you would never disagree with a Rangers legend like that. No, no, so, you know, so keep it. So hashtag, I'm going to put something on the screen here and I'm going to okay. answer it. All right. It's Kenny Austin says, is Bonner going to miss the sheep game? Now, I saw in the papers today, well, I saw online in the papers saying, six Rangers players could miss the next match. I think they're already set. My, my theory is the press already set the press out in this. You know, Rangers players were involved in squads that COVID was detected within that squad, therefore all Rangers players, the six of them, should now be omitted for the next match. Doesn't it work that way? Only if that particular player was in close contact with the Rangers player, as in sharing the room. If Bonner Barisic isn't rooming with this other guy, and it's which is not, he has, which, has, which is not, and he hasn't been in close contact with him for the period of the training camp, he does not need to isolate. That's my understanding of things, which is why um, some other players have from other squads, even though they've tested negative and stuff like that, they just happen to be in really close proximity for more than, what, 15, 20 minutes or something like that, or they were sharing a room, even though they come up negative. And so it's, came I, up, it's came out already that Bonavarisic will not have to self-isolate. Well, there you go. So, that, so it's it's almost like the, the, the Scottish media are, are now driving this. and, and they have to, and you have to wonder, once again, where's this coming from, Mr. Lowell? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And listen, even if he did, even if he did, right, you've got Shirley Bassett already come in. Don't worry about exactly, it. Exactly. Right? Don't worry about it. I think we have to be honest and pragmatic about this and say that with all these daft internationals going on, I mean, they've been even pulling club people, uh, players out of clubs to play fucking international friendlies. How insane is this? FIFA want to kick up the fucking ass. Only... Matches that must be played, like this evening Scotland match, for example, because it's a crucial one. Only they should be played. If you don't have to play national matches, don't fucking do it. You're risking other players. You're risking domestic leagues. For Correct. What? For what? Correct. It's, it's nonsense. So, cut out international matches unless it's absolutely necessary during a pandemic. That's what I say. So, yeah, just that. Spot on, mate. And I'm going to answer this one. She's no. Thank When's God for, coming on? Thank God for that. She's not. Instead, you're getting Kenny. Kenny, welcome to the show. What's your point, mate? Yeah, get your tissue. Hey, <laughs> hey, right. Not bad, mate, yourself. Okay. Hi, hi, brand new, brand new. So Good my mate, point is, do you think this is the strongest squad we've had for the nine in a row years? I mean, we've had good teams, but no necessarily the backup. 
Good point, mate. Good point. I, I would say, I would say that obviously under Advocate we had a hell of a strong team. You know, we've been brought all the teams under McLeish. There were seasons when we had a really and, and people don't give McLeish's team um, the credit they deserve because no, they, they, they they toppled a really good Celtic side, right? You know what I mean? They aye, they did they, they toppled a really good Celtic aye, side. Aye. Then you move on and you see Walter Smith's team. We'll just bypass Paul Gwen, right? But you see Walter Smith's team um, when he came aye. back, absolutely stunning, you know, and we dominated for three years. But in terms of the football being played. I would say Stephen Gerrard is probably the best that I've seen, Aye. and I've said that a couple of times. Uh, uh, the way they play, the, the relentless nature of them, how good they are in, in Europe. Um, you know, I, I would say, Paul, what's your thoughts on that? I think I think Avocat's uh, team was certainly outstanding, especially in Europe as well. Um, to play for some beautiful mm-hmm. football, his, his technical knowledge of the game was just second to none. Nine in a row was just nine in a row. We're just going to park the bus there Aye. and we'll leave it to the <laughs> Avocat's uh, football was outstanding. We'll forget the Paul Gwen either. Watersmith coming back was great. Um, McLeish was really good as well. I think the, the team that reached the UEFA Cup final was outstanding. However, I have right. to agree with Scott this. I think this is the best brand of football we have seen since Avocat either. And I think it's the most together squad we have seen since Watersmith's first time in charge. Uh, you, put those two, you put the two of those things together and you have absolute fucking dynamite. Yes. Uh, exactly. I mean, when, it, when you say with the Advocat team, I remember them going to Munich, and even though we lost, we absolutely played them off the park. And that last week reminded me a wee bit of that match. We played Benfica off the park, albeit we kind of chucked it in the last couple of minutes, but it was the same sort of idea, I thought. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed, mate. Agreed. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Adams agrees with you. He says, I think this is our strongest squad yet. And, there you go. And my, my second question was, who, who was your Rangers heroes is when you were boys? Paul. I believe they that are. says David Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> On the wine. Unequivocally. And do you know something? I actually met the guy when I was 10 years of age. Uh, I used to go stay with my aunt and uncle every so often. They lived in Hamilton. And um, the pub across the road from them, David Cooper used to drink in. And I was taken across one day and I was playing pool with David Cooper and he and he let me he let me win and he bought me a can of coke and a packet of crisps. My oh, yes. yes. I've got I've got a wee story I've got a wee story link to David Cooper. Me and my sister and my dad went up to the Alan McCoy's testimonial and he was a hero because we had him at the posters all the walls and things like that. And uh, we were sitting at the wee, wee roundabout at the back of the building waiting to get away, sitting in the van and uh, David Cooper walked right across the front of the van and he had his, that famous mustard jacket on. And I'm going to my sister, open the, open the fucking window, open the fucking window. <laughs> she went there in the moment we was lost there for that because we had to move away. Oh, no. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God, look at that. That's that's how devastated, that's how devastated he Even now he's just like smashing things and chucking out the house. She wouldn't open the window. She was that annoying. She wouldn't open the window. And of course, the traffic moved on and the moment was lost. So when I never actually got to speak to him. I was gutted. I don't blame you. I was gutted. My hero is Rangers' greatest ever goal scorer and second top European goal scorer, Mr. Ali McCoist. That was my hero. And still is to this day, and I'm just going to bypass the managerial side. I I, 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 uh, I have to say, I I know somebody that kissed him. 
Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. I have to cap it very clear right now. It wasn't me. Lies. Kenny, thanks very much, mate. Thanks for coming on, mate. I've got a good point. Thanks, Kenny. See, that's quality interaction. Rangers interaction. You know, we. This is what makes this podcast unique. Things like that. Yes. Yes. Love it. We're chatting to folk across there. We're bringing and, people uh, on. We're bringing people on. I've lost half the audience because of my stupid stunt. Yep, and put, half of them probably going to watch the Scotland match, to be honest with you. Ah, uh, good go. point, good point. There you go. Just don't tell any of my jails people because you'll lose fucking points. 200 points. <laughs> 200 tartan points. <laughs> Oh, absolutely brilliant. Right, I'm going to actually show you a wee thing that you can go on and buy now. Um, I showed you at the day, Paul, on the chat. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, oh, is there something different? Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> there you go. Look at that. Right, that there is a battlefield. You know, I was just about to say, is it big and white? <laughs> That there is a battle for your podcast <laughs> travel mug where you can have a staunch cup of tea or a staunch cup of coffee and take it with you wherever you want to go because it's obviously keeps it hot, it's thermal. Other hot and cold that. beverages are available. And yes, and 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 let's not forget that any if you buy that, all the profits go to the Ranger Youth Development Company. Don't come to oh, us, yes. we do not make a penny from it. It all goes. You you are support. If you buy it, you are supporting the club. You expect to support the club's future. Correct, correct. And I couldn't put that any better myself. Kenny's just sent me a lovely wee message there saying, "Love that, mate. Thank you very much, guys. If you want to get involved Pleasure. in the station in the future, we will make it available. We might put it on next week because Baz is back, right? And we've oh, we've been no. stop start. But we've been stop start the night we. You know, we we Andy leaving us and we me losing half the viewers and, and things like that. Um, so what we'll do is we'll bring it back next week for its proper full debut with yeah. Mister Mr. Bazbowski, your fine self, and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. That, 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 that'll be interesting. And by the way, for for those viewers who are watching and for the listeners listening, uh, if you want to come on, please do. Uh, you don't feel. You have to come on in a visual sense. If you want to come no. on in in audio only, it's absolutely not a problem. If you want to come on and just make your point without your face being seen, if you, I mean, your witness protection program, or maybe you're just hiding from the police, it doesn't make any difference. You know, we don't care what your background is. You know, because let's let, let's face it, Scott's about the mass murderer himself. You know, I mean, he's he's murdered this podcast tonight. So, um, so so. Please feel free. DM the pod, get your question in, keep it reasonably sanguine, and we will uh, get you on. Yes. What had happened tonight was that for the four, for the four guys who came on tonight, they had already sent me their question. <laughs> They'd already sent me their question, and I had said that's a great question, so I kind of knew it was coming, so that's a good thing because it helps protect the pod and it helps protect us. Yes. Um, that's the but thing. What I would say is, you've said I've murdered this pod, right? But what, probably right, I. But what I would say is, this pod is only big enough for one grave, and I'm here every fucking week. All right, and my dad's called Andy Gray. So if we could maybe get him on and just know of the video, 
we could just prime him with some Andy <laughs> things. Just claim it's Andy Gray. Get, 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 your, get your dad on and we can sing there's only two Andy Grays. <laughs> Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Guys, I think we'll wrap it up there tonight because obviously I know there is a football game on which some people might want to watch um, and that's fine. Um, and we've kind of ran, we've, we've ran our beer station and we've debuted it and I think it's been a relative success, mate, would you say? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just two seconds, this is just a reply to this. Yes, I know I was doing myself there as well, but I finished that one. There you go, that's Paul's tipple of choice this evening. Um, so thanks very much for everybody um, tuning in you're right Mark Mitchell Paul sees Colin Summer mass murderer pot kettle black you're I've correct me I have never ever called myself a mass murderer plenty of people have called me that but I have never ever called myself it Kenny's going to cheer on Norn Arn uh. <laughs> they always sound dead aggressive don't they? it's weird but I like them <laughs> I really like them absolutely yeah <laughs> Um, so thanks very much guys for, for, for joining us Paul at Seas thank you very much mate for co-hosting the chaos <laughs> it's always my pleasure you know I do enjoy coming on here it's always good fun and uh, yeah it's just it's uh, don't forget folks if you don't mind me a second don't forget to uh, like and subscribe uh, mention us to all your range of supporting buddies and uh, yeah just uh, keep coming back because we will. If you want us to, we will continue to be here. Correct. Correct. Brilliant. Also, my thanks again to Andy Gray because he was a tremendous oh, guest. And I, hope, I hope we manage to arrange a pod where we can get him on for a full pod and we can get more of his stories because he was he was um, pretty damn decent. Well, maybe if you would be so selfish and have children. I know, mate. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It should be the morning night. It should be the morning night, but I have my child tomorrow. So that's why the pod is Thursday. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, lads. Hashtag keep that fever on. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 